Annie. I'm Cece, and this is Spela Golf. Hi, Cece. Hi, Annie. So I need you to tell me your greatest learning lesson or lessons in life. This episode is going to be all about the greatest things that we've learned so far in my yeah. 35-year-old life and in your 22-year-old <laughs> life. Yes. Okay. Now I got to think about it. Okay. There's probably two, but I'll start with one. One lesson is I'm thinking about it. Um, as a kid, uh, I don't know why when we were kind of thinking about this topic lessons like a couple months ago, you know, it just kind of, you know, you just think about it. Oh, what lessons have I learned? Because we learn lessons on the daily. Something is brought to us every single day. And I was thinking, okay, so when I was a kid, I was seven years old and I learned how to do laundry. And I don't know why I just thought about this as one of the greatest, you know, learning lessons, but my mom, she taught us to have two laundry baskets, one for dark clothes, one for light clothes. And then every Saturday we would just bring it downstairs into laundry room and then she would put it in the washer because I was too small. <laughs> and then she also taught me how to fold when I was five. I mean, because I would be the only one at home. All the other ones were in school and I would fold socks and matching. And I think over time, I don't know why, but doing laundry, I guess I've seen it more as responsibility because life is full of responsibilities. And so I think starting young, that's what kind of helped because it even turned into laundry and then making my own lunch when I'm seven years old. My mom's like, okay, here's a sandwich. Maybe she'd make it, but you're on your own because she wants us to be independent. And she does have five children and she's like, I'm not going to do yeah, she's five over kids. It. She's over <laughs> it. She's I'm like, the, fifth. You're the youngest. I one. was like, she's like, I'm, I'm done. Because like me, <laughs> me, Haley and Tanner, we would go to Sam's Club. We were the Sam's Club kids. We stay in our family and just pick out what we want to eat for lunch because we're the ones packing it. And so I think for lunch and laundry, the two things, I don't know. I guess I just feel like that's one lesson as a kid um, that still stands to me today because I do my own thing and it's just being independent, responsible, and just organization too. I feel like it's just helped me grow up, mature over the years instead of just being, oh, dependent on my mother to do that. I agree. I mean, that's how I want to raise my kids. Like my mom did everything for me, which I'm 100% appreciative of. But I feel so bad now when I'm older because she would, like my mom is a perfectionist when it comes to laundry. So she would wash it, dry it, and then she would like steam it and then fold it, even my underwear. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, like she would yes. literally steam them so that they would get flat. Yeah. And then she would put it at the bottom of the stairs and say, hey, Cecilia, can you please bring this up the next time you go up to your room? This girl would walk past it. Okay, that sounds like me. I would do the same thing. No, it's so bratty. Yeah. Like I feel so bad for my mom that she put all that time and effort and she didn't even get mad at me. Like she would just let it sit there and then remind me. So then I would get annoyed that she would like nag me to bring my laundry upstairs. And so now like I, that's one of my learning lessons is I love my mom and I love that she did so much for me, but my kids are almost three and four and they are emptying our dishwasher. Yes, exactly. And I wouldn't want it any other way because if you are a family, you are a team and you are taking care of your house together. That's how I want to raise my girls. 
Yeah, I like that. And especially with the stairs. My mom would do the same thing when we lived in a two-story. Just there's your shoes, run it up the stairs. Of course, did I do it every time? No. And do I sometimes still leave things hanging around? But like every Saturday in our family, we'd make it cleaning day, vacuum the stairs, just have that routine. So, But kids are better with routines too. That's why, you know, for the summer, it's been a long summer. (laughs) Kids are finally back in school and... I mean, you can tell that kids need routine. They need to wake up the same time every day. They need to have breakfast the same time. Like even their food schedule gets off, you Mm -hmm. know, because you don't eat at the same time. But if you know you can eat at the same time, wake up at the same time, your bus leaves on this minute every day or your parents drive you, whatever, like routines are so important. And that's one of my other like, greatest learning lessons in life is just to stay focused on one thing, whatever that is. If it's golf, school, kids, I mean, whatever you're learning, right? Like even if it's finances, like paying off debt, it's like if you focus on one debt at a time, it's going to have that like effect in your brain to like be successful because you're going to sleep better at night. So if you go to the golf course and you focus on one thing instead of letting all these like outside noise bother you, we talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outside noise can be people, feelings, thoughts, anything, but staying focused until you are finished is going to have a better it's going to have a better result and a better outcome. Yeah. I do see a little list of some of your lessons. What are they? Well, that was one. That was one. Um, At the top of my learning lessons is you are not stronger on your own. You need a team of people to help you. And whatever that is, like in your case, you need a team of people to make you a better golfer. And in my case, as an instructor, I need to be open-minded to other instructors not look at it as like enemies or competitors, but like, what can I learn from these instructors? And that's changed like my whole life. Because if we always have this negative like approach to, oh, he's trying to steal my students or she's trying to steal my students or he did this, she did that. And da, 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 da. Like maybe, maybe they have a type of learning, you know, but so do I. So to be open-minded and learn, which goes hand in hand with listening rather than speaking. (laughs) So the only way you're going to learn is by listen. And if you just talk, 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 (laughs) then you're taking up time for something that could have been super valuable. Yes, you. (laughs) You're really good at that now. But it like, I mean, funny now but like in our previous teaching years the student teacher like I've had to tell you multiple times to just be quiet and listen (laughs) because you always want to finish my sentences but you don't know what my sentences are I know because I want to be right too I always want to be right that's true that's probably (laughs) what it is I always want to be right because I know the answer I know the you know well it's funny because I'll say something and you just interrupt and I'm like I'm not finished (laughs) just like do I need to like put tape over your mouth and just listen I think that was a huge turning point for you honestly in your life in general like when you started listening and learning 
instead of thinking that and, and not in a negative way where you think that you knew it all but like what you said you wanted to be right so if you could finish my sentence with what i was going to say then you made yourself like feel good yes you yes, yes yes so i mean yes listen more learn more think about it take it in and just use it <laughs> um my second thing will be and this goes back to me moving to a different country and having the absolute worst year of my life my freshman year of college and my when i told my parents that i wanted to move home they were like that's fine obviously we want you to come home and if you're not happy we we want you to come home and we'll buy you a ticket and you know but they always say you are never going to regret the things that you did you're always going to regret the things that you didn't do because if i didn't do them then i wouldn't know where that would have taken me so when indiana university coach called me and asked if i wanted to play for him my immediate response was no after i signed the release form from middle tennessee state and my dad was like no like i think you should try it and my mom obviously too she was like you should try it because if you don't go you'll never know and i would have been in sweden at this point if i didn't try it cuz that was my plan i was so focused on like moving back instead of being like open minded to what could be and so with their push you know i moved to indiana and now here i am today and you know i'm super happy and doing everything i want to do So I definitely would have regretted not doing it, but that's because I know where I am today, so I can say that. But I think I think that was a super duper good advice, and I always say that. Like I'll always say that to my kids. Like as much as it hurts if they want to go live in a different country, like that would suck because <laughs> yeah. I want them to like live with me all yeah. the time. Like <laughs> even like when they're thirty, they they can still live at my house. Um, but I think that's super important just like listen like if you don't do it you'll never know so just try it like what's the worst thing that can happen you come back home that's all right we're always going to be here for you um and lastly for me failure will make you successful <laughs> you just hit the <laughs> i know i just <laughs> um i know failure because that's how we, we love it yeah because if you're always successful then you're never going to learn anything but if you fail like instead of looking at it as like failure in a negative way it's like okay this didn't work so what do i need to need to do different what could have been done different and just learn from it don't be embarrassed about it unless you did something really stupid but <laughs> <laughs> you know like yeah what happened like my freshman year in college like what happened and i can tell you now like i probably did some things that were not cool but it's also a culture shock like i should have had someone there as a friend or a mentor like the international department of that school should have taken care of me way more <laughs> i'm just going to say it out loud <laughs> you know cuz it's yeah. like here's a kid she's 19 and you're just throwing her into the athletic department in a different country that is a big step that like, is big you don't know I anything need about america But do you have a Chick-fil-A even? <laughs> no. And yeah. at this point in my life, I've only had Chick-fil-A twice, oh. which I know is mind-blowing to people out there. But we know you do love Neaters. So oh, at we least love you don't Neaters. have a Neaters. <laughs> I love Neaters. Almond croissant is so good. 
Anyways, <laughs> we'll go there this week. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's a lunch date. Um, anyways, those were my learning lessons that I can relate to in golf and life and family because I just think they apply anywhere. What about you? I think Talk to me. something I was thinking about too is, so I've talked about it in previous episodes of um, living with epilepsy. And I saw this quote the other day. I'm going to read it. It was on it's a Facebook comment. I'm like, I love Facebook. And um, this guy said, I think having epilepsy has given me more than it has taken away. In my drive to not let it stop me, I have traveled and had many experiences I wouldn't have had the guts to do if I didn't have it. And that just like for a moment felt like, oh my gosh, I'm this comment kind of felt relatable to me, even though for his saying traveled, okay, I've not literally traveled all over the world, but it, I see it as, okay, I look back sometimes and I'm like, okay, if I didn't have epilepsy, I know that I most likely wouldn't be here today at all. I wouldn't have met you, Drew. I wouldn't have met anyone. And sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know. I probably would have ended up going to college, probably being attorneys. I feel like that's what I would have probably would have wanted to be, you know, and sometimes it gets frustrating because I'm like, man, you know, I want to be normal because that's like the, you know, you want to fit in or at at least I do. What is normal? I know Not having a disease yeah. or like, like a chronic illness. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's how I've seen it. But then I just also come to realize I'm really happy with where I am right now. And I love golf. I love golf more than anything. And so even though sometimes I kind of have that thought of like, oh, would my life be better? Probably not. It just would be different if it was, it would just be different. But I'm, and it might, it might have been better. Yeah. But you're super happy here, right? Yes, of course. And what, like, a great way of looking at that for that comment that you just read from Facebook. Like, that's how you need to, like, look at life. I feel like it's given me more. And sometimes it feels, oh, you know, and that's why I'm so grateful for you and you being a part of my life because I, I think about it. If I probably wouldn't have been into golf, I don't know where I would be. And yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. And so I just have to look back, even though living with epilepsy, you know, it gets tiring and I've just gone at tired times in my life, I think, and just frustrated. But I always look at um, the good that it's brought into my life and with the people and just of how much I've been able to learn more about myself too. And just in life, I think it makes like me what? feel stronger. Tell me what you learned about yourself. I, that I can do hard things though. Yeah. <laughs> that I can do hard things because sometimes, and especially when it comes to fear, there's no reason for me to fear anything when I did have brain surgery at 11 years old. And that's really little and it's scary. It's terrifying. It was terrifying at that time yeah. when I was 11 years old. And so when I, some people who have met me are like, you have epilepsy, but you're scared to hit the ball in the water. <laughs> like, you know, it's like when it's true, it's like I have, I have, I've taken away that I really have nothing to fear in life because I did a lot of, I had a lot of things happen to me during those times. I agree. But I also think just because something bad, because do we call epilepsy bad? Is that okay? No, I mean, it's yeah, not like, bad. Yeah. No, but like just because that happened to you doesn't mean that something else that's bad is going to happen to you in the future. 
Yeah. You know, because we live every day and we don't know what's going to happen to us today. So I agree with you, but I also think it's okay to be scared. It's okay to have feelings and thoughts that are like, as I said, just because something bad happened to you doesn't mean that we're not allowed to feel something in regards to fear or failure. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's how I feel about like my life. Like just because I had a bad year, my freshman year, doesn't mean that my next three years were going to be bad. Like it's okay to have a bad experience or... Okay. Now I think it, now I really, now I see that, I guess. Okay. I had brain surgery at 11 and it wasn't, it was hard because I had to do therapy for two years, but it's like, it wasn't bad. It was almost, uh, being the seizures, the full ones that I have were gone. And so, and so that was kind of, that's a big blessing in my life because I'm able to do a lot of things that I wouldn't be able to do if I still was consistently having seizures. And so I'm very grateful for that. And so I understand like the years have gone by that I don't see it as something bad. It was hard, but now I understand to not have, you know, such a negative. I think during my teenage years, I felt that's like the prime time. I felt like, oh, I want to be fit in. I want to be just like everyone else. But, but that's a typical teenager. Though. I know. Jesus, everyone is out there in Lululemon skirts because <laughs> they just want to fit in so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, TJ Maxx, here I come. Yes. Nike store, here I come. Yes, exactly. No. No. And so, all you jokes know, aside though, but yeah. it's, it's true. That's just how I felt. And so I've changed a lot as a person. I think I sometimes forget that. And that's why for my entire life until the day I die, I mean, having brain surgery and having that childhood is always going to affect. It's just it's a part of who I am. And I've taken such a lot, taken a lot of lessons from that especially and i keep learning lessons from different ways not just oh brain surgery yeah it was a one-time thing but it still is you know well let's hope it in. stays to one, <laughs> stays one-time one type thing, thing in your life because like brain surgery is too is what brought in golf and i've learned so much from golf and even when we do these podcasting episodes i mean i learn more and more each time learn more about you i learn more path. about you <laughs> it's like we learn more about each other yeah and so i don't know life is all about learning changes and how how you learn from it because if you are a person that's always learning negative things like i can't believe this is happening to me i can't believe this is happening to me like the world is against me and they're testing me and i'm not saying we're living hard lives in any in any way but the feelings that we have are always like that's how we feel so if someone treats you a certain way like we were just talking about now before we started this episode, like the past couple of weeks, how we've felt a type of way because we've had some really bad experiences with people. And, you know, like I'll just speak for myself, but it's been hard dealing with my emotions because I just, I take offense to it, which I wouldn't do before. So I don't know why I feel like I, I'm so offended by what people are doing to me at this point because I'm really good at just kind of like brushing it off and yeah. for some reason I just haven't been able to do that but well, that's strong. how they make yeah. me feel yeah and it's okay to be vulnerable it's okay to like cry it's okay to feel a, a type of way you know but at the end of the day like if I would when I woke up I don't know the other day whatever day it was and I was just like you know what this is bullshit <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I was like, why am I letting other people make me like, why do I let them make me feel this way? Relatable. Yeah. You know, like it's not okay. Like what they're doing is not okay. And I'm not going to let it bother me. And like, who would have funked it? Like just waking up one day and telling myself that I would solve it. But it really is because my mindset was so bad. It was so like I wasn't good enough. And that hurt me more than it probably hurt them. Yeah. You know, because they don't care. Exactly. So after another lesson I was thinking about is taking chances. Because I'm taking, I feel like I'm taking a pretty big step wanting to become a professional tour player and go to qualifying school and see what it's like traveling, you know, in signing up as a professional because I'm still amateur status. But I guess to me, it will feel like I'm taking a big chance, you know, big step with, oh, it's just a click of a button. Once you sign up for a tournament as a professional, you literally are a professional golfer. Like it's just that easy. It could happen in a second. And so I feel like that though is taking a shot and kind of forces me to be brave. It's taking the shot, going into the uncomfortable and just doing something new. Because sometimes I guess I feel like I get in that little cushion and maybe we all do. Yes, if you we were, all do. We get in a little cushion of just like the same thing, you know, but then I guess when I'm in that cushion, I feel like I'm not going anywhere or maybe I'm going backwards. So I have to find a way of how, even though this is where I get like, oh, be uncomfortable 24 seven. I mean, yes. No, I don't know. I would get anxiety. Yeah, being I know. Uncomfortable. Like I need to have a safe place. And so what is my safe place on the golf course? It's a putting green. I know I'm a great putter. So that's like my safe place. But I mean, I agree with you. And I think, I think being brave is the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> I was like, side note. So <laughs> I am um, from Disney. You know, the movie Brave. Do you remember that brave? Yeah. So when I had brain surgery, I literally got six copies of the movie Brave because oh. they were all writing on it. You are so brave yes. to be having brain surgery. But that brave, sometimes that's why I forget is that should be, be brave. Your new word. Brave. brave. Be brave. Be brave. What but it's okay to, to be like, I know we talk about being uncomfortable a lot, but like, why do we have to be uncomfortable all the time? Like if we want to make a change, yes, but like, do we have to make a change all the time? No, not all, not 24 seven. No, because you need to like know what it's like. I think it's, it's, um, it's important to recognize the feelings of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, taking chances, being brave. Like, I think it's really important to just reflect over our feelings in general. You know, like, when am I doing well? Because we know each other so well now, like I would call us. BFFs. <laughs> yes. And you can tell when something is bothering me, and I can tell very easily when something is bothering you. And that's when we're uncomfortable. So that's a different type of uncomfortable. You know, when we're just something is bothering us, like all our thoughts are taking over and feelings are taking over. But being uncomfortable, like in your golf game, is like taking a chance and risking and being brave. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So. Um, with that said though, great episode. And I just love hearing you talk about your learning lessons. And in 10 years, I would love to hear 
again about your learning lessons and what oh, you've learned. Well. We're going to have to do this again in like 20 episodes from now. <laughs> this like, is true. Yes. No, I think that, yeah. that would be really cool um, because we, we both learn all the time and we both have to deal with like our emotions. So as much as like, it sounds like we know what we're talking about sometimes, it, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> we're just talking about our feelings. So it's more like therapy session for us. <laughs> yeah. Probably this episode's basically therapy. <laughs> yeah. But it's important. And it's important to have friends that support you. So even though I'm your coach, like I'm always going to be your friend. And I'm hoping the same. <laughs> so, yes. I was like, are you going to say I something I was like, back? yes, you're right, friend. Yes, you're my bestie. Even though, you know, I've felt like I've gotten punished by you before with drills and things. Well, with best friends, it's it, you should be able to punish <laughs> without judgment. <laughs> All right, Annie Banny. I'll see you on the golf course. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast. If you do, wanna hear-